Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown, where we will today, uh, I'm your host Jake Burns by the way, we'll today be talking about safeties. So before we start, a couple of brief things to talk about. I am going to have to make this a quicker podcast, relatively short, but want to make sure we stayed on schedule um, with all of these positions tomorrow. We'll have a chalk talk session on run game if you're interested in the brown zone running schemes, wide zone, tight zone, some of those things, little pin pull in there as well. Uh, We're going to have that tomorrow. Uh, That'll be there for you to check out. Um, And also you can join us live on YouTube, which would be tonight if you're listening to this on on Thursday morning. Um, we, We have a small hiccup. Our guest canceled last second. That's okay. Things come up. Trying to get these things recorded. Sometimes it doesn't work out perfectly. So it's me solo. Also tonight, had to drive to Marion, my hometown. My mom broke her ankle. Three different places, not good. Took a fall. So we're going to do this quickly. I'm recording this at 1.20 in the morning my time. But I do want to talk about these guys. So they let's talk. Let's go back before we go forward and, and talk about, let's try to get this uh, organized by safety. So... Guys who played last year, Ronnie Harrison comes over, early preseason trade, I should say late preseason trade, ends up playing 13 games. You know, Ronnie flashed a lot of positive things. He was he was actually really highly graded, 76 points. These are good numbers, not elite numbers, but good numbers. 76.6 total grade, 71.0 run defense grade, 72.8 tackling. He pass rushed when he did pass rush, only 16 pass rush credited snaps. And blitz concept 74.6 and a 74.5 coverage grade that is rarely consistent across all fields and a big reason why people are high on him eight total pressures for the season one sack two hits five hurries 34 tackles nine assisted tackles only four missed tackles which is great and 15 stop tackles again those are uh, to remind you what stop tackles are they're tackles that constitute a failure for the offense so usually at the line of scrimmage behind the line of scrimmage Maybe a yard or so past the line of scrimmage sometimes. In coverage, 14 uh, receptions on 22 targets. So held a 63.6 reception percentage against. 195 yards. He did allow one touchdown in the Bengals game week two. uh, A throw up the left sideline to the tight end. Again, when he was just learning the offense. He had one interception, five pass breakups, only one penalty. He had 166 box snaps. 45 aligned along the defensive line. 130 at free safety. 44 snaps in the slot, so <clears throat> pretty good flexibility in 389 snaps. It's a big reason why you should be excited. Joe Woods' defense year two, a lot of people are talking about Ronnie Harrison's a dark horse extension candidate because he's got he flashed a lot of positive play for his career, uh, the best season by far. Uh, now the snap numbers were down from his second year in the league when he played a ton of games, but you got to remember he didn't really get into the flow of things in Cleveland until week five, six, seven. He started to see a lot of snaps. I think if I'm looking at this thing right, he he only saw 
Weeks 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, 6, 6, 11 in the first four weeks. Then he jumped up to 37 against Indy, 63 against Cincinnati in the on the road, 69 against Las Vegas, 57 against Houston. Uh, he only played minimal snaps um, uh, against Philly week 11, and then he had the, the one-snap run defense tackle where he had that tackle and then, and then had his injury to his shoulder or collarbone um, that, that cost him there. Comes back after that injury week 12, comes back week 17, replays 67 snaps again, only 11 snaps in the wild card game as there were a lot of pass defense situations there where he was uh, not quite ready to play yet. And then played really well in the in the wild card. We had 53 snaps. So again, his best season across the board. Um, you know, maybe not his. He had 30, 46 tackles last year, but he played 833 snaps for Jacksonville in uh, in 2019, where he was struggling was run defense, and that's a place where he jumped from 49.8 his rookie year, 44.5 his second year, up to 71.0 here his his third year. Uh, a lot to be a lot to be. Um, excited about there. He had two picks last year, one pick his rookie year, five pass breakups. He had five pass breakups this year. So, you know, five, the same amount of pass breakups between last year where he had 833 snaps in Jacksonville, well, I should say two years ago, and then 389 last year. So that's that's great volume for him. Exciting stuff. I like him. I think he's going to be an integral part of this thing in and in a, in a safety room that has Grant Delpit coming back, probably a place where Ronnie doesn't get talked about enough. Um you know, they the last year, other people who contributed time, Carl Joseph, very hit or miss, 781 snaps, missed some games with COVID, uh, some dinged up issues with injuries, 54.7, 65.6 run grade. We all knew that that was a strong suit for Carl coming down, playing the run, 49.1 coverage grade, not good. Anderson Dejo, again, y'all, everyone hates him, I get it. I don't blame Anderson Dejo for playing, it was... The situation, and I think the Browns were a little ill-prepared to have somebody to play where Sandejo played. I know Grant Delpit got hurt, and maybe, maybe the outcome was they were thinking Sheldrick Redwine could come along. So, show Anderson Dejo plays 999 snaps, highest volume in the secondary, 45.5 defensive grade total, 53.3 run defense, 50.3 tackling, pass rush was 60.8 on five pass rush snaps, but the 43.2 coverage grade was was really, really bad. He only had seven stop tackles. He gave up in 27 receptions and 46 targets, 330 yards. He allowed or was accredited five touchdowns. Carl Joseph put on seven touchdowns, were, were allowed in his coverage assignment. So those two are gone. You replace them with John Johnson, obviously, which we'll talk about in a second, and, and Grant Delpit, who is a rookie, Obviously, again, didn't get much time in camp. It's going to be all fresh to him. Ronnie Harrison coming back now, year two. It's exciting. The guy who who kind of hangs in limbo here is is Sheldrick Redwine. Disappointing three years in the NFL so far, and was so bad he couldn't get on the field. He got on the field week five against Indianapolis and, and registered his only positive game the entire season, in my opinion. You could say week fifteen he played fifty five snaps against the Giants is fine. He had an interception in that Colts game, if you recall, was a big interception. But uh, he had an interception in the wild card game on an errant throw way over the head. But, you know, here's a rundown of his total defensive grades as he played. 46.9, 55.7, 52.5, 28.2, 61, 61, 64, 26, 61, 42. Collectively on the season, 41.5 run grade, 
sorry, defensive total grade, 36.5 run defense, 42.7 tackling, 56.6 pass rush on, on just 10 pass rush snaps again. Uh, he had 220 cover snap, 47.8. He does not have the anticipa- anticipation needed in the back half. He can be a little rangy at times over the top, but he puts himself with his, he's got poor hips, puts himself in bad positions that, that plays in college where he was athletic enough to make up for those mistakes are plays that you just don't have the athleticism to make up for in the NFL when everything gets condensed and you get exposed to different speed grades um, in the NFL with these guys who can run and, and they're so calculated with where they put the football and it hurts him. He's been out of position so often. He does not tackle well. He had a decent rookie number, same, really the same number of snaps. This is what's most disappointing. 374 snaps his rookie year, 66.4 total grade, 54.3 run defense. Again, the tackling was bad two years in a row. He's had eight missed tackles in each season, 40.3 last year, 42.7 this year. The coverage goes down from a 68.4 to a 47.8 this last year. So it could just be a new... Defensive coordinator, a new structure, something like that could be the issue. He did have 222 free safety snaps, which is an an uptick from the 170 he had his rookie year, where he goes from 133 his rookie year to 74 in the box this past year. So it could be a fit thing. He should be a guy who's playing closer to the line, but they didn't have that opportunity for him, and he couldn't play in in the Anderson Dejo role. So that tells you everything you need to know. So when you're looking at the... At the safety room, they add Richard LeCount, who uh, is, in my opinion, his first two years at Georgia, much better grades uh, in terms of his ability to play single high center field safety. He was playing more split safety his senior year, quarters, cover two, cover six, and I don't think he was as good as he was playing center field, and I think that's why they like him. Um, particularly because he can do that, and Sheldrick Redwine cannot be a depth guy who is able to handle that role. So we'll see. That's the battle to see. You know, the top three are guaranteed, in my opinion. You know, you have John Johnson again. John Johnson's grades collectively each season: seven hundred eighty-one snaps as rookie year in seventeen, eighty-one point five total grade, eighty-two point nine coverage grade, twenty eighteen, an eighty-three point six grade, eighty-three point. 8 tackle, 86.4 coverage, gets hurt in 2019, only plays 395 snaps, numbers down across the board, everything you read he was really beat up, and then eventually had to to be put on IR due to injuries, so that's his only off year. He has 16 total interceptions, 6 in each of his first two seasons, then last year he jumped back up to who he was, 85.3 total grade and 1,159 snaps. 85.3 total grade, 81.6 run, 85.7 tackle grade, 86.6 coverage grade. He was phenomenal and only responsible for three touchdowns despite being targeted 73 times in in a tough scheme that put a lot of pressure on him to cover. You know, he had 394 snaps in free safety. He had 459 box snaps. He had 264 slot snaps. So you're moving that guy everywhere. He should be a really exciting part of this defense this year. Just a really fun player. So you have Delpit, you have John Johnson, you have um, Ronnie Harrison, and you're looking at a roster that is going to be probably keeping four safeties. They could keep five, but some other positions I think have more talent 
to expand the number you keep. So in my opinion, you have, of the guys on the roster, we've talked Sheldrick, we've talked uh, John Johnson, we've talked Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpa, guys that would be fighting for the fourth safety spot. Elijah Benton, this is a 6'1", 205 out of Liberty. He'll be in his second year with the Browns. Richard LeCount, we just talked about, 5'10", 195 out of Georgia. Javante Moffitt, okay, he's he saw some time on the active roster this past year. 5'11", 213 in his second year out of Middle Tennessee State. And Sheldrick Redwine, that's the list. So of those guys, Redwine, Moffitt, LeCount, Benton, those are the guys fighting for the fourth role because the Browns only kept four safeties last year. And I think that that'll be pretty similar approach to this year. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's the that's the battle. We're talking about, I'm going to be writing on this ahead of training camp next week, is who who are the guys that are really fighting for positions? You know, because last year, like we said, they kept four. They had two on the practice squad, Moffitt and Benton. I think they're going to keep four again, and they're going to keep six corners, some form or fashion, and uh, we'll we'll just have to see how it shakes out. But they have, I think, three guys. I'd say two. It's really LeCount and Redwine who are fighting for that fourth role. Who knows where the overlap is? I think they need somebody who's better as a single high center field coverage guy in case they get put in that position. That's just my opinion. Uh, and I think that leans toward LeCount, but Redwine will, he will have opportunity and maybe they'll realize that he was better playing closer to the ball the year before. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most pressure in this group. We're going to go through these now. Again, we don't have a guest. I apologize. Most pressure in this group probably lean toward Grant Delpit. You know, a guy who's going to be going into the second year of his contract. Uh, as a rookie, he's got to start proving himself. And really the pressure lies on his health. How 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 will he be returning from a really dangerous injury? We just saw Cam Akers go down with the same Achilles injury. There are some examples. Keanu Neal is one of a guy who 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 dealt with an Achilles and came back and did okay, did well. It's really one of the worst football injuries you can possibly have. He's got a lot of pressure. You could say John Johnson too because he's fighting to prove he's worth every penny. I think the second best case actually is for Sheldrick Redwine that, hey man, you got to show up in camp ready to roll or your position's going to be gone. So that to me is... Uh, 
is the guy who who might have the most pressure. But I, ultimately, Grant Delpit, because Grant Delpit's going to have a lot on his plate. Uh, it's going to be early that he's gonna, if he's healthy, they're going to rely on him because he's so versatile and he can fit with those other three. Sorry, the other two and Johnson and Harrison to to make things happen. Your breakout candidate, definitely Ronnie Harrison, because and you could I mean you could say Grant Delpit, but. Ronnie Harrison's on the cusp, man, to to play as well as he did around 400 snaps. If he gets if he gets that extrapolated over 800 snaps or more, and he plays as well as he did across the board, the Browns are going to have to pay him. And he's a guy who they they might not be able to pay because they have to pay a lot of other positions, which would suck. But he's a he's a player, man. He started to really catch on and was really good for the Browns defense in the last portion of the year before he got hurt in that Week 12. I should say middle of the year before he got hurt in week 12 and then came back and I thought he finished strong. He was really good in the Kansas City game. So he's your real breakout candidate. He could he could solidify himself as a guy that they feel like they have to keep him in order to keep their secondary intact. Um, highlight a new role. You know, I, 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 it's tough to say for this one. I don't think there's anything clear cut, but Grant Delpit is going to get some sort of role that is going to be, I think, in deeper coverage. I think they feel comfortable with John Johnson's ability to come down and play in the box, slot, wherever, curl, hook flat, whatever. He's done it. He's done everything. He's been a box player when they've run, um, you know, dime sets with one backer. He can be the one backer, and that allows you to put more DBs on the field around him, let JOK go free in the slot, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think Grant Delpit has a, a really unique role in deep coverage for this group. I think that that, to me, is one of the newer roles for a new player that are going to be important right away. And uh, it could be a, a spot where, where Delpit proves he's really, really valuable to this structure. So I think that's the one that you should highlight most. End of camp trade candidate. Is Redwine that? Don't think so. I think if they ended up cutting him... I don't see anybody running to pay a price to pick him up. Um, I don't see them trading, obviously, LeCount, and then it's like Moffitt, and and uh, you know I don't I don't see a way in which they would be able to trade Benton or Moffitt, so I, I don't see a market for that. So I don't think there's anyone that could be a trade candidate. I guess if you had a surprise 53, you'd say LeCount uh, would be a surprise, but a guy who's drafted, I don't... I mean, he was drafted late, and he he was dealing with a lot of muscle issues from his motorcycle accident, so that's a big reason that the testing numbers were off. I wouldn't call it a surprise if LeCount makes it. I guess a guy who I'd be surprised, again, who saw time on the active roster was Moffitt. I don't, I don't know that I've seen enough. We didn't get a preseason from him last year, so I didn't really see enough to to know whether there's something there one way or the other. So... I can't really make a, a declaration. We didn't get to see practices either, so I can't make a declaration one way or the other on, on him. But he's the only one that would make sense. Um, it, it, but but LeCount winning the fourth spot, while again it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a big surprise. It would kind of be like okay, that means they've moved on from Sheldrick Redwine, and Sheldrick Redwine would be the first one from that that 2019 uh, draft class to to be moved on from. You know, he's played two years. Is that enough to make a decision about who he is as a player? Wasn't drafted by Andrew Barry. Wasn't wasn't a guy selected to fit in Joe Wood's defense. He was just already here. So I guess that would be a little bit of a surprise, but not entirely because I think Richard LeCount can have a role here. And based on everything I gather from him, if you listen to the podcast where I talk to local beat writers, the people in Georgia loved him. The person, the player, the leader loved him. 
And he was a standout leader amongst a lot of great, as we know, a lot of great Georgia talented football players. So take that for what it's worth, but that stuff matters, especially as guys gravitate toward other, you know, other people that make them better every day on the field. I think you could see a little bit of that with LeCount. But that's that's kind of the wrap on the safety room. I mean, there's there's some more things we can talk about fitting in roles, but we've talked about those things leading up to this. How they look in their dime defense, nickel defense, quarter defense. We've talked about it. It's a fun group. The first three are really fun. If they can find a fourth guy they trust, if Redwine can have a bounce-back season, maybe fit a little bit more into his role, he makes the roster. Or if Richard LeCount makes the roster and is that deep safety that they really need, I think that that is a, that would be a home run. You know, Ronnie Harrison's breakout would be paramount to this safety room becoming, you know, going from good to great. Can Grant Delpit come back from injury, which he looks good. Everything we've seen, he looks good. He looks ready to go. Can he come back from injury and be the guy that they draft in the second round, who was a special talent at LSU, had a couple mishaps his senior year with you know, production missed tackle, some of those things that caused him to slide into the second round. But I think whenever, you know, the way we talk about JOK is this guy, I can't believe they got him in the second round, is the way a lot of people talked about Grant Delpit when they got him in the second round. So we need to see Grant Delpit perform. I think you have a really talented Antoine Winfield type player there, and we all know the impact Antoine Winfield had on the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You get Grant Delpit to be that level of player, he can. I know coming back from a tough injury, but he can if he does. That's a really good football player and will be a huge help to the secondary. So, like many positions we've talked about on the defense, you can see the roles, you can see the fit, you can see the talent, but it has to come to fruition. Some key guys have to bounce back from injuries, and they have to stay healthy. They have to stay healthy. And I know that's paramount for every position group in the NFL everywhere, but they have to get healthy. Some of these guys got to come back. Guys like Ronnie Harrison have to prove they can stay healthy for 17 games. And... Um, that's that's just going to be key. It's you know injuries are going to swing any team's NFL season. I just feel like the Browns, they got so many guys, Clowney, guys who are Odell coming back from injuries that were big. You know surgery required off season. You know and Grant Delpit, I know got his surgery right after it happened. It's been a year, but big surgeries were needed. So I need to see those guys come back and play well. And the preseason will be so great to see that, and hopefully we can get in live and watch it too and and see. Some of that stuff during training camp. I know Fred Greethen will get us a report. Hopefully I can get in and watch them too. We'll see how that all shakes out. Anyway, thanks for joining us. The OBR is on Twitch. Please check that out. There's a link in this podcast description to go there directly to the page. You can become a uh, you can come a follower. Once you go to a follower, I think you, you'll, you'll see the value in subscribing. Such great stuff coming starting next week. We're really excited about it. You should check it out. You should subscribe. Also subscribe to this podcast. Keep spreading the word. The numbers are great. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great week. We'll check in after Chalk Talk Thursday night. We'll have that audio posted for you on Friday morning, and then we'll have some weekend content as well. We're right on the cusp, everyone. Right on the cusp of, of training camp. And new, new content, which is great. So you can hear me shut up about the same old stuff. But also a really exciting Brown season ahead. I hope you have enjoyed all of these training camp previews. I'll have one more on special teams and coaching staff. We'll put that out maybe over the weekend, see how that shakes out. But yeah, for the most part, getting ready to turn that page, getting ready to see some fresh football and uh, and get all these guys back to Cleveland. That's what's going to be fun to see. So have a great day, everybody. As usual, until we talk next time, go Browns.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.